This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 195. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Ass kickers, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I'm in the middle of my book tour as I'm recording this, and wow, January 2018 has been quite a month for me, kicking off this new year, really pushing me out of my comfort zone. Phew, I'm going to be talking a lot more about that in February. And hey, guess what? I have daily podcast episodes coming out in February, starting February 5th. I think it's February 5th. It's a Monday. I am going to have short daily podcast episodes as well as the emails will get sent out with those. And I'm really excited about it. I'm going to be talking about upper limit stuff. I'm going to be talking about you. And I'm going to be talking about how to change your life. Pretty much the same stuff I already talk about, but with a whole new twist on things. I'm really, really excited about that. But guess what? On Monday, this coming Monday, well, I'm assuming that you listen to this podcast (laughs) within the few days that it comes out, but I know a lot of you don't. But on Monday, January 22nd, the free book club starts. There are so many of you who have been waiting for this. I am so glad to finally be able to open it. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, anyone who purchases my book, whether you pre-ordered it way back when, like in October, thank you for doing that, or up until now, up until January 22nd, you are granted a free pass into a book study that I am hosting for you. The only thing that you need to do to get in is buy a copy of my book, whether it's in regular, good old-fashioned, hold-it-in-your-hands style or e-reader or audiobook. Head on over to yourkickasslife.com slash H-T-S-F-L-S. To, you can find a link to purchase the book there as well as click on claim bonus. That's one of the bonuses for the book is this class. It's four weeks long. We go through chapter by chapter. I'm going to be doing Q&As in there. It's going to be a supportive group for women. And I am just elated to be able to start that. Also, quick heads up, I am starting a brand new program. This is different than the book club, a online program that's going to be a four-month-long adventure called Raise Hell. That opens up for registration sometime at the end of February. But if you are in the free book club, there's going to be a special offer just for you for Raise Hell. So if you think you might be interested in Raise Hell, I mean, who doesn't want to join a program with that name? I've got my hand raised. I'm like, I want to join. (laughs) So if you think you might be interested in that, come on over to the free book club and you will hear about it over there. And I know I've said it a hundred times, but I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been so incredibly supportive with this book. It's funny. I kind of thought that it might be kind of like when you have a second baby and you're like, am I going to have a baby shower? You know, are people are going to be as excited? You know, I always kind of assumed people when I had my second kid, people were going to be like, didn't we already celebrate this for you? (laughs) You already had one kid. I kind of thought it was going to be the same with the book, but people have been so excited. And what I realize that happens the, the part of the excitement is that 
When a woman goes out there and follows her dreams and does what she wants to do, such as write a book and get it published like I did, it inspires other people to do the same. And whether you want to write a book or whether you want to start a blog or a podcast or stand up for yourself and have hard conversations, whatever it is, I hope that this inspires you. And that's why I kind of take you on the journey with me, the highs and the lows and all of the emotional roller coasters, the celebration of it all. So thank you all for being so supportive. And speaking of emotional roller coasters, I have a an episode today where I'm talking about roller derby and what that has to do with life. So without further ado, Here's today's episode. All right, a little bit of backstory and context for this episode, or else it's going to seem really random. (laughs) At the end of 2012, I think it was the end of 2012, early 2013, I played roller derby for the Junction City Roller Dolls in Ogden, Utah, where we were living at the time. My derby name was Veronica Vane, and a shoulder injury took me out and I retired from the game. And I wish I could say that it was something really dramatic. You know, the injury that took me out, it was not due to derby. It was, I fell on some ice and completely tore my labrum and my shoulder. And then I got frozen shoulder. So if anyone knows what that is or has had it, it predominantly happens. Frozen shoulder predominantly happens in people over the age of 60 or diabetics. I was neither. (laughs) Basically what happens is like a multitude of scar tissue ends up covering the joint and almost like like a really thick spider web. And I lost most of my range of motion in my right shoulder It was the most excruciatingly painful physical therapy I've ever had in my entire life. I mean, I I have given birth without any medication. I shouldn't say that. I dilated to completely 10 centimeters without any medication, and then the anesthesiologist showed up, and I got an epidural. But that pain was just as awful as the pain that I endured in physical therapy. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I ended up not going back to derby. And I have since missed it. And um, what's interesting is that recently I was interviewed for someone's podcast. I don't even remember who. And she asked me, okay, my first question for you is, why did you quit Derby? And I was like, oh God, it's just, it's been one of those things that's been like whispering to me that I, I want to go back. And when we first moved to Greensboro, my husband and I went to about, that's what they're called. Like their games are called bouts. And I, it's just not the same. It's not the same watching as it is playing. And so I'm th- I have not said this out loud to anyone except my husband and the person that I wrote to on the Greensboro Roller Derby team but I'm in- I'm interested in going back. I might go back. I I, I might change my mind. So <laughs> I'm not committing. It's just something I'm I'm seriously considering. And it's it's a big deal because I would have to like, y'all, I am in no shape to get back out there on the track. <laughs> I've done a lot of different exercises my entire life, everything from Taibo back in the 90s to step aerobics to spin classes and kickboxing and Pilates and so many different things. And roller derby has been one of the top hardest I have ever done. It uses muscles that you normally don't use and it's aggressive and very physical and it hurts to fall down on the concrete, especially when you're 42 like I am. It's not the same as falling on the concrete when you're 22. 
And so anyway, there's all these things that I need to think about before I commit. But I wrote this post about six ways roller derby can teach you about life. And here's the first one. Number one, there is no room in derby for paralyzing fear. You will get eaten alive if you stay there. Roller derby can be scary when you're out there on the track, whether you're showing up for tryouts, whether you're just emailing them and getting information about tryouts, whether you're gearing up for your first bout or going up against a player who you know is bigger and stronger than you are. For every player, at least once somewhere, there is an element of fear, which is actually perfectly normal for any sport and as well in life. But I remember the first time I realized I was getting better as a player. It was during a practice scrimmage. I realized, you know, I had that moment where I realized I'm out on the track and I was the smallest and least experienced player out there. You know, it's like how that flashes through your mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm up against people that are bigger and stronger than I am and, and more experienced. And I was scared. I was terrified. Then out of nowhere, I pushed that voice aside and tried my damnedest to knock another player out that she had at least six inches and probably 50 pounds of an advantage on me. I can't even remember if I succeeded or not. I probably did, and I probably ended up on my ass. But that was just the shift that I needed, just trying, just feeling the fear and doing it in spite of it. And in life, there's a lot of fear. We all have it. No one is immune to it. The difference between people that go after the badass life that they have is that they went up against the fear. They were scared when they went after that awesome job or broke up with that person that they just weren't happy with or asked someone out on a date or went back to school after 15 years of being out. None of us are unique in our fear. Just do it anyway. Number two, when you fall down, you have to hurry and get the hell up. So in roller derby, when you fall or get down, get knocked down in a jam. So a jam, I probably should have told you all like how actually roller derby is played. I'll put a link in the show notes to like a quick YouTube video that explains it really well. But they're, um, the plays are two minutes long and they're called jams. So when you get knocked down or you fall down in a jam, it's part of the rules that you only have just a handful of seconds to get back up. You cannot take your sweet ass time because it's dangerous for one. You know, you're out there, you're like a big obstacle for people to fall over. And plus you can't fall down and just quit because you fell down. I mean, I suppose that you could, but your team would be pretty pissed at you. And I think about this, falling happens a lot in derby, a lot. If everyone quit derby the first time they fell down, no one would be playing derby at all. So how many times do we fall down in our everyday lives? We screw up, we make bad decisions, and just plain fail. Everyone eats shit from time to time and doesn't necessarily feel great about the failure, doesn't feel great about the falling. Instead of beating ourselves up for the mistakes or or for quitting altogether, What if we just took about two or three seconds to get back up and keep trying? Life goes on just like the jam does. The world doesn't stop spinning just because you took a tumble. Don't quit. Just get up and keep going. The third thing that Derby can teach you about life is only stay down if you're really hurt. If you're not, get the fuck back up. Sometimes when we fall down on the track, it really, really hurts. You're basically getting slammed on the concrete and 
of course, we want to get back up and keep skating, but our body is like, oh, hell no, you're not getting up. And you stay on the ground and you know your fellow skaters will help you and you do what you need to do to get better, whether that's sitting out for a while or going to the nearest hospital if you need an x-ray. And then yes, in life, there are those moments we get heartbroken, we get disappointed, we're in crisis and life just sucks and is is painful. And there are times when you can't push it aside and keep on going just yet. We need help from our friends and loved ones. We need time to heal. We need to cry. We need to grieve. We need to kick and scream to whatever. Acting like you're okay or fine does nothing but eventually make things worse. All right. The fourth thing is when you're up against an obstacle, find some way to get through it. In Derby, when you are basically you're playing offense and defense at the same time, but when you are out there on the track, many times you will come up against a wall of people (laughs) that you need to get around or through somehow you need to get through this wall of people. You're going to face this obstacle and you do your best to, to get through it, right? You don't just come up against a wall of blockers and throw your arms up and give up. You fight through it. If you gave up, you'd be giving up on your team. And when faced with an obstacle in life, you do the same. The obstacle might be fear or criticism from others or your own lack of self-confidence, anything. But for you to sit back and give up when faced with an obstacle is basically giving up on yourself and you are too awesome for that. The fifth thing that roller derby can teach you about life is choosing people to be around you that will help you. So again, when you are coming up against that wall of people that you need to pass, they call it in roller derby, the friendly side. And that's basically you're looking for your own teammates, right? Because obviously they're going to help you get through (laughs) and the opposing team is trying to block you. Your teammate isn't going to knock you over or push you out of bounds. Your teammate is your ally, is your helper. And in life, it's the same. Don't surround yourself with assholes, that pe- people who are going to try to keep you down, haters, you know, negative people that are always sort of like pushing on your dreams. Don't keep reaching out to those people who continue to disappoint you. Choose people to spend your time with that support and encourage you, that believe in you and help you shine. Be intentional about that. If you choose people that constantly let you down or disrespect you, that is on you. And the sixth thing is playing is the best way to learn. Before I started playing derby, I was obviously on the sidelines. I went to bouts and watched it endlessly on YouTube and I was excited about it, but nothing, I mean, nothing compares to actually getting in the game. The very first time I scrimmaged at a practice, I remember thinking, whoa, This is nothing like I thought it would be. It's better. You can study the game all you want from an outside perspective. You can imagine what it's like. You can even dream about it in your sleep. But nothing is a better teacher than actually getting your ass out there on the track. It's the same with life. You can watch other people live their lives and wish yours was like theirs. You can make up what you think other people have that you don't, and then you feel badly about your own life. You can sit on the sidelines of your own life and want more for yourself. You can want a better job, a creative endeavor, a partner, whatever your dreams are. And maybe your hopes and dreams excite you and scare you at the same time, right? (laughs) But if you're not going after it, you're missing out. 
Consider me that teammate who tells you to get in the game, gear up, warm up, and go out there and kick some ass because you, my friend, and your life are worth it. So I hope you liked that. I hope you thought it was interesting. I encourage you to head on over to the the show notes. I have links in there that'll just a really short, quick video on what the rules are and support your local roller derby. They are typically, they're typically active leagues in every major city across the US and across the world. I know at one time, this was a several years ago, I don't know if it's still true, but it was the fastest growing women's sport in the world, not just in the United States or Canada, in the world. And I'm a big fan and I think that you would be too. I don't think it's for everyone (laughs) to play, but it doesn't hurt if you watch. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here this week. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. 